Welcome to It's All Connected, a Marvel Studios podcast. It's all connected. Everything. Hello, everyone, and welcome to It's All Connected, episode 121. Uh, this is our Black Panther review, and this is Russ, and joining with me is Daryl Taylor. Hello. And back again is Johnny M. 121? What the hell have you guys been doing without me? Uh, uh, we've been busy, sir. It's that damn Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that and Runaways and The Punisher and... Damn, stuff. the Punisher was good. Yes. That's my contribution. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was good, though. Yeah, so we're... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is on a hiatus because of the... Olymp- I'm assuming because of the Olympics, so it'll be back. Yeah, everything else is on a hiatus, pretty much. Yeah, so I think it's back in two weeks, I think. Not this coming Friday, but the Friday after, I think, so... All right. It'll be episode 99, and then the big 100. Episode 100 will be the week after that. So, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be fine as long as they don't go to space. <laughs> Whoops. I, I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, I think it'll be good when it comes back. So we'll, we'll, uh, we've got a couple more weeks, so we'll catch up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and talk about the finale of The Runaways. Um, and that'll, that'll get us back current, hopefully. And then, uh, and then next month we get uh, Jessica Jones season two in March. So that's right, already. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Just in time for then. Shortly thereafter, we'll have Infinity War, and then shortly after, Ant Man and the Wasp. So. Wow. Busy, busy. And then what? Over the summer, that's Cloak and Dagger. Is that July? I think the premiere June, July. Maybe I forgot. I think it's. I totally forgot when they said it was coming on. It yeah. got to be a summer show. I'm pretty sure it is. I, yeah, I'm positive it's it's summer. I'm just trying to think of June seventh. Freeform June seventh. Yeah, June I thought 7th. it was June. Yeah, because Freeform has a weird uh, season. Like they just showed a, f- a few new shows most recently, and they'll probably end by the time June comes. Yeah. But we are not here to talk about that. We are here no. and to talk about Black Panther, the movie that uh, I hate to say the little movie that could because it's not a little I movie. No, it, it's been really funny to to kind of watch their tra- trajectory because, you know, obviously it's gotten a lot of good hype. Uh, it it had a premiere fairly early, and the critic the critic review the critical reviews came in were very very positive. Um, it's been you know the pre sales have been off the charts, and yeah. it seems like in the week or two leading up to this movie, it just seemed like oh it's going to open to a hundred two hundred and twenty million, and then it's like nope it's going to be somewhere around one hundred and fifty million. Nope it's going to be one hundred and eighty million, and then it's like nope it's going to be two hundred million. And, oh my uh, god. It is so high. I mean, it is it is so hyped to the point of I already wanted to see it. It overhyped it. Like it, it was like everywhere. Yeah. Um, you look on. I think this is one of those movies where social media hyped it more than anything else. Um, 
you know, like it was, it's just talked about like countless times, like every feed has been some kind of aspect of, you know, the movie to the, it's just like, you would think it's going to change the world. <laughs> like the way that it's talked about, like it, it, it like it, it. I mean, that's kind of how people are talking about it to a point. Like it's just overboard to some yeah. extent. Um, you know, like he, there was even one when it got one like one bad review so far. Like that one out of like a bunch of positives. I I saw people following that dude just to pummel pummel him with, "How dare you?" Yeah, like, <laughs> like it was just that. It was just. I think people are very protective of this movie, too. Um, yeah, yeah, in in a way that in a way that they aren't with other, you know, as as other movies. So yeah, yeah, I would like it. There was some of that with Wonder Woman, but I, I think it's even it's even more so with this one. Um, yeah. How you know how it is with, and I think I think probably what. It goes to I, being somebody black. I think, I think because there's such a drought, like we, this is like the first time we've had a, a person of color superhero. It's been for, a, but a movie with a budget was Catwoman, and you see how that turned out. But I mean, yeah. but that was like the first, and then it was Blade. Um, but other than that, like there has not been a super, uh, you know, like a black superhero film of, you know, of this level that wasn't a comedy, that wasn't a made-up comedy, that's been done. So it's, it's so it's like this one, <laughs> this movie has been just anticipated so much to the point where um, people want this movie to be everything. Like if it, it, it if it had not turned out to be good, I it's. I had, it's it's a great thing that it's good because if it turns out to be disappointing and not good, oh my god! I don't even want to imagine the the anger if there was anything in the movie that people felt wasn't good or disrespectful or whatever. Yeah. Um, but just for you know, like this movie has just—I think it goes to a lot of it. Like I know there's just been a lot of circles where people have been talking about this, and I think also adds to it is that this is this is also a you know, directed by a person of color as well. So that added to the, the anticipation of it. And then happening on February, you know, it, it just everything, just everything aligned to make this movie be just like the, the juggernaut that it is. Like, I mean, the actors in this movie, they're stars now. They're, they're like, People are saying these, these, the, the names of these actors to the point where they are, they are stars. Um, which you don't get that all the time. Like it, it, this is Star Wars level, the way that it's talked about. Yeah, I could, Yeah, definitely. So it, it's just um, something I, I, you know, I never thought I'd see a, a Black Panther movie. Like I thought maybe a cartoon, which he did, or maybe maybe something live action, but I never thought we'd we'd get a a Black Panther movie. You know, even though it was a few times where it was talked about with Wesley Snipes and John Singleton, but that never went anywhere. So it was like it's for this to happen, um it is just such a 
it's such a big deal. I mean, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know, I even know where to put it. It's, it's an emotional movie. Dudes would cry. I mean, there were people crying when I saw it the first time watching this movie. It was one of those type of things. Because, you know, and I saw women crying. Like there were so many women um, in the theater, so many women of color in the theater, and I saw it. And for these type of movies, superhero movies, you don't see as many uh, going to that excited about a, a superhero movie like that. But I mean, they were just as excited as the comic book comic book fans, you know, the guys that, that usually us that usually want to go see these things. Yeah. But there is that's just. What I, I'm sorry. That's what I thought. Part of what's so cool about it, besides everything you just said, I mean, everybody's embracing this. You know what I mean? Like, the geeks are out. The regular, like, people that I know from work that aren't into superheroes are like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to see Black Panther this weekend. Yeah. You know, everybody's just sort of embracing it. And, and Russ and I have talked at length on different podcasts over the years about how, like, the movies need to do something to get people back out. So Mm -hmm. it was just kind of cool to be in that fun environment. And, you know, my movie theater has reclined seats and I can order food and they're serving beer and people are hooting and how like it was just it was a good time at the movies. And I think, you know, like I said, besides everything you've said, Daryl, like that's part of the cool thing of it, too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. it, It really hit. It really hit on all those type of cylinders. I mean. To, for women to to be able to see uh, women of color who were are not generally seen as uh stars or or you know they're not the ones that are usually in these type of films it it was strange to see it it was amazing to see it it was strange to see it um and it was bittersweet that it took this long. That's it, like we go through all. Of, I think that that all of that went through my head as being sure. like a forty-four-year-old dude who's been watching films since I was a kid. You know, from Godfather on. You know, like that's one of the, the films I remembered the most. Like you, you have all those feelings when you go see this movie. Um, and there are people that could not care less about a superhero films, right? They don't care about any of it, but they were like. It's important I have to go see this movie. Like I saw older people going to see this, you know, going to see this film. And it, um, it, it's funny that it's it's a superhero movie, and that people feel this way about it. You know what you know what I mean? It's 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 a superhero movie, but then it's not. That's the other thing. True, about it true. Too. Like it, it's a superhero movie, but even in the way that it's even in the the style that it the movie's told in. It is the most it's the most different MCU film I've ever seen. Like I think it is so. There's some things that are that are the same about it, like the ending, like the sure. some of the CGI ending, like that all superheroes have. I mean, they all have to have some type of CGI ending in it for the big finale. Um, and this had it too. Like that's the only like the only small criticism is you have that type of thing. Um, if it could be a criticism, it's just a part of the, it's a part of the genre. Um, but for everything else, it's like, it felt different. Like it just really, it didn't even feel like it didn't have the normal regular beats that usually a superhero film has. Um, 
he and it, it was like a dude it this had the most it had the most strongest voice of the of any director I've seen for an MCU film like he like it it felt like his personality was within this as opposed to fitting in to a larger universe I felt like he still did it but it felt like this was stuff he liked to do yeah I think I think the closest in I mean whether you like it or not I think the closest analogy yeah. to this is probably like Guardians where I think right. Jay, you know James yeah. Gunn's stamp is definitely on that movie more so than you know probably other directors you know No you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And, he I and same thing here. like this bit. is you know Coogler's yeah. stamp on on this for sure. Yeah, I I really yeah, I I, I agree with you. It is totally yeah guardians is totally with my feelings on the side it is his personality sure it is it is him it is, it is what he likes to do and they let him do it um yeah this is this is definitely another one where it was strongly it, it the, the way that he even started it off with the like this movie i think in my head i had listed things that it did it 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 told an origin story without feeling like it was telling an origin story it built a universe. It destroyed the same universe and changed the status quo by the end. It was a love story. It, like, there's so many things. And it then opened up, it, it kind of opened up something new for when they get past the Avengers Infinity. Like, you know, the way that it ended. There's, there are yeah. things, there are places that this can go. Um, that would be great. Like they're, you know, I don't know if they will or not. I don't know if they'll, you know, we don't know what's going to come after this. Besides, they're going definitely going to be a, a Black Panther two, but we don't know what direction per se it's going to go into. But it really opened up that it really blew up the world and opened it up that they can really um, take it, take these, take it to another level, and they can also take a lot of these other characters that are in this movie and use them in other places as well. That even the comic hasn't done, if they wanted to. Sure, I I think uh, so. I saw it Saturday morning uh, at Daryl and I were talking before we recorded. I saw it at <clears throat> the Dolby uh, Theater, the AMC Dolby Theater. Which usually, if you go on a weekend, we went to the, my son and I went to the matinee, like the early showing. It's like nine thirty, ten o'clock, and normally, you know. You could show up that day and get tickets, and it's not that big of a deal. And it was it was pretty much sold out. Uh, I mean, I got our, our tickets for Saturday, I think the Tuesday before, and it was kind of slim pickings to find two seats together that weren't in the front row. Um, and which is, is again, is just it, it, you know if, as we've seen, you know, we talk about the box office numbers. Um, it's it's coming in at you know two oh one for the three-day weekend, and it looks like it's going to hit like 235 or more for the four-day weekend cause, because Monday, as we record this Monday, President's Day for the holiday. Um, so, John, you saw it today, right, as we record this on Monday? Yes. And was it like – did you go early or later? Was it like sold out? Uh, I went to like a, a 1 – no, at 11.15 a.m. It was like the second showing of the day, and it was it was packed, and – my original plan uh, for the when I was looking at things and I knew I wanted to get it done by today so we could record 
I was going to take my nephew and my daughter and I couldn't get three seats together, you know, in time to record tonight. So I just went by myself. But uh, and I was able to get a seat that wasn't in the first couple of rows. But, yeah, in order to take them, I looked ahead a little bit. We're on February break here. Um, it's going to have to be like midweek and it's going to have to be like in the morning or afternoon. And Daryl, you saw. And, I mean, the the break here is part of it. Like all the kids are off, so sure, everybody's sure. going yeah, to the that, movies all week. But yeah, that adds to it for sure. Yeah, I, I saw it. I saw it at seven. I had originally, um, I could only get a ticket for like eleven a.m. on Sunday, and I guess because of the demand, they opened up more screens. So that particular theater by me, they started a rotation of like six a.m. all the way to like twelve. So I was able to to jump on it and get a, a six a.m. one, a seven a.m. one. I, I I went and saw, and even a seven a.m. was crowded. I mean, it was packed, um, which was crazy because even in Star Wars, it you know, like it wasn't this hard to get tickets. Yeah, yeah, because there's so many theaters. I, I think it's just it's like a perpetual thing, right? Like. It starts selling out, so people are like, "Oh crap, this movie's selling out. We got to get tickets." And so yeah, more people yeah. buy tickets, and then it's like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> so it's just like this perpetual, you know, motion machine that just you know keeps going, and and it's it was a it was a yeah. I mean, it it, it pretty much was, and I I think everything worked out for it. I guess every I guess all the stars aligned because it was a holiday weekend. The weather wasn't too bad. It snowed a little. It rained and snowed like one day out the weekend, but it wasn't. That bad. It was, you know, it was light. It was light, rain and snow, so it wasn't that bad. Right. So it wasn't bad enough to keep you in, but it was bad enough to go to a movie. Right. Exactly. So you you had the weather working for it. You had the holiday. You know, people were off. It it just there wasn't anything else unless you wanted to watch Samson. There wasn't anything else in the movie theater <laughs> to 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 compete with it. Like everything worked out for this movie. Like there weren't a lot of movies prior to it. That made you tired of going to the movies. Um, so it was like everything worked out for this for this film to do well. Yeah. So since we're all uh, we either all are on or at one time have been on a Walking Dead TV podcast and and seen that show uh, go through its up and ups and downs, the one thing that in this movie I was really really happy to see is that uh, somebody found a way to show off Denai Guerrero's uh, acting range uh, with, with, you know, in something other than just seeing her scowl or uh, sneer or uh, have one or two word responses to see her actually have, have a lot of acting range and have, you know, some comedic timing and stuff that to me was, it made me very happy because I was always like, this actress can do more. I know she can, I know she can. And then, uh, and then finally we saw, you know, in, in Black Panther when she, uh, with her character that there was a, just a lot of really, uh, you know, kind of scene stealing moments and just some, some real, uh, some real good stuff. If, if they ever planned on killing her off or giving her problems to resign for her to get a new contract, it's different now. Like, there's, there's yeah. no way they're going to not want her to be to stay in in the walking dead you know i could see her getting a raise uh other you know other than the lead 
uh, Rick. I can see, I can see her being able to go, um, you know, you, you're going to have to talk about renegotiation or something. Cause, and you can also say to, say to Walking Dead, like, what are you doing when you have this actor sitting here? Like, we see what she can do now. Yeah. Like, I did, like, even when it got to the part where she was, by the time it got to when they went after Claw the first time, and you're sitting there seeing her do all these things from, from being, uh, happy to angry to, um, prideful to, to, you know, just being snappy to, to, uh, to Chala. All, she did all these things. And she was able to do it in such a way that, and shine in a way that you already fell in love with that character by that part. Like you were done. You were already in it. Like they clapped when she, uh, came down and, and took out those, those guys when, uh, T'Challa had to, went to, uh, to go get his, uh, his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend. Every, the people in, in there actually started clapping when, <laughs> when she appeared, <laughs> when she took those dudes out, like already. Like, see, I think she had won. She had won over my audience. Both screen. I saw it twice. Both screenings. People started clapping at the same part when she took those guys out. That was when she. I think she had won everybody over by then. To me, it was the the bit with the wig, like the way. The way she had that look on her face, like, I cannot yes. believe I am wearing this ridiculous-ass wig. This thing looks mm-hmm. stupid. Like, mm-hmm. I feel ridiculous. <laughs> but just <laughs> you can just tell on her face, like, she's like, this is this is really dumb. Like, and it was a terrible wig. Like, it was terrible. Right. Um, yeah, it was. It was. And it was it, intentionally terrible. But, uh, yeah. but I just... I just all the to... women were... All the women were great. They were, I mean, oh, not to God, take away they're... from what you guys are saying, but all the women were fantastic. They I were. Mean, the role of his sister, I thought, was a you know unbelievable. She stole the movie, for, as far as I'm concerned. She did, she did. Like, totally and I was stole. like, and it also made me. And I think people also looked at the the way that she was, Shiri, and I think they said, "It's great to see a female character be in a in a in one of these movies, and not kind of be annoying, but funny, but funny throughout the whole thing, but not be annoying, funny." You know, not yeah. overdoing it. The, the, and, and the brother sister yeah. relationship in the the not animosity, but just the the way they pick at each other and the way they rivalry. Y- just yeah, a nice rivalry. Yeah, healthy. yeah. Um, but the, yeah, like was... when with the shoes, when she's like, "No, what are those?" <laughs> like when she yells when, at him for the shoe, for the sandal. Yeah, out of nowhere, like yes. she like the acting in this was so high, like the. The level of acting and directing, because there were beats, he was able to do. It's hard to do awkward. Like these scenes can come off awkward if a director can't do it right, doesn't know how to cut it right. The scene can come off like that was a weird scene. Yeah. Like we've done that. We've had those conversations where it was like, wow, that scene felt off. Yeah, yeah. It felt kind of weird, only because the timing just didn't work the way that they did it. Those scenes worked. I mean, when she said, you know, when she was like, those shoes, brother. <laughs> and she, you know, and she did the thing. And, and, um, when she played the trick on him with, with the camera. And yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, even when she yelled out when, when they had the contest and she, and she put her hand up in the, in the first contest and stuff, like, 
those scenes all by the by if it didn't work if it if it was the different actor and it, and or if it was a director that just didn't have that vision for it right all those scenes could have been been messed up oh yeah yeah <laughs> and for them to work like they did um and then the uh what's her name the 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 one that played his ex-girlfriend oh Lupita Nyong'o yeah yeah first of all like She's also someone who just stole the movie. Like I'd, I'd watch a, a listen. You could do a you could do a, a a side thing or whatever with her, just doing missions. Yeah, like a like and a, I'm good with a spy it. thing. Yeah, yeah, you could like a spy. Th- I would watch the hell out of that. Like I, and I think before that, if you had said this before the movie and no one had seen anything, I think people would be like, I don't know if that would work. But now I think it could work. You know, like even even um, Killmonger, like they set up a thing with him. Like it'd be amazing to see what he did before he got here. Yeah, yeah. You know, like to even if it was just a book or something. Like you, it's just so much you could do. Like he opened up that world. Like it's so much you could show and do. Even the brother, even um, T'Challa's uh, uncle. Like what he did when he was here. Yeah. When he was in America, like I see very much like that Marvel folding that back into the comics. I totally see, you know, we've seen sometimes where the movie, like when something hits in the movie, they try and fold that mm-hmm. in. And I totally see, uh, you know, like Killmonger coming back in the Black Panther comic in some form, and then they, 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 they will find a way to, to, to try and, they, and do that. There's no way they won't. Like, I already saw the, uh, they already have the, the comic where um, it shows T'Challa's mother. Like, their story um, prior to. Oh, um, right. Yeah, yeah. So I could see, I think, and I think the way they did it is it's going to open up. Like, it starts with that story, but it'll be other stories being told in that particular book. So I I would love it. I'd love a a, a Killmonger, uh, you know, like a mini series, just showing his, you know, just showing the back. You've seen they can do it. They can do uh, bad guy comics. Sure. So um, I would love to see that. Like I'd love. I wish like it, it almost makes you wish that they did have the the streaming service worked out already. It's like if they can't do the film, they could do like. They could do like something like a mini or a movie or something, but do it on the streaming service. Sure. Yeah. Because I can't see them. I can't see these actors doing it on regular TV. It's just not enough money in it for them. It'd be too expensive to get them to do it. Um, but if they had their own service and there was a way to work that out, I, I can't, you know, like if you could, you could have directors like they're doing for Netflix, like you, you could have these, you know, these different directors and stuff coming in. And um, and you could have something where you could have a a, a Killmonger uh, kind of thing, you know, showing him when he was a kid, you know, showing him when he from a kid on to just before he he meets, you know, Black Panther and stuff. Like, there's so much you could do with that. It's so many, so many little character beats and stuff. So many, so many things that he left open like it felt like he created a world already and he just dropped us in we're just like this is so much you could do with this um where it feels more than that's why i didn't feel so much like an origin story because there was so much prior to this 
Yeah. Um, and it took place, so it, it starts out, it's like a week, I think they said a week after the UN. Yeah, a week after. Yeah, yeah the week after exactly. the bombing from Civil War. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it kind of, it, it which is kind of funny because most of the movies c- take place kind of real time, like as, yeah. <clears throat> you know, when they, when they come out, you know, think if, if, if the movie comes out a year after the last one, then it's kind of spaced, you know, it it's kind of spaced out that way. So they're. You know, for this one to be so close to to when Civil War takes place is 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 interesting in in and of itself. So let me. So John, you're the, you're the action guy of the bunch. I w- I would say, what did you did you think it had as about as much action as you thought? Not as much, more. Like, how do you how do you how do you rate the action? Uh, I thought there was plenty of action in terms of quantity. Um, I thought some of the fights were a little choppy. Um, and also, I was also, I saw a 3D uh, a version of the film. And in the casino, it got a little dark and a little choppy. Where I don't know if you guys felt this, but I couldn't see like exactly what was going on. There was a lot of fast paced action. Um, that was with, my with issue cuts. with the, that was my issue when they took out the, the caravan in the in the beginning of the movie, I couldn't see T'Challa fighting. As yeah, well. yeah, it did get a little dark at times, and I don't know how you guys feel. And I understand why it's come to this, and I noticed it in Spider Man uh, Homecoming, and, and I noticed it here uh, to do the really fantastic jumping around, you know, between cars, and for mm-hmm. Spider Man, it's like in windows and outdoors and. They go to the total CGI hero um, so he can do three flips and land on a car hood. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I get it, but I don't love it. It did. You know when it bothered me the most? It bothered me the most when we got to the end and it was uh, Killmonger and and Black Panther fighting. On the train platform. When they yeah. fell down. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. That was the worst. Yes. Like because the CGI, like it was like a cartoon. Whatever it, it looked like a cartoon yeah. because they they make them look thinner, right? They we don't have it yet. Like they don't have the CGI ready yet that did that it looks completely human yet when they do that. Like the punching while they were falling, that looked totally like yeah, it was video game. Two CG. It was video game. Yeah. So I was. I almost preferred. I would have preferred if they had just been out of costume and had their fight. Yeah. yeah. I think that would have been a better, I think because that was the stuff that kind of took me out of the film. The only time where it really took me out of the film was their fight until it got to the very end when it got really close. But like, I love the fighting when they were outside in the sun yes. where you saw yes. the different fractions were, you know, fighting. That was great, and it, yeah. I shouldn't feel dis. I shouldn't be disappointed when we cut back to the lead character having his last, you know, big battle. Like I, I, I kind of wish that he had just said, you know what, let's let's have it that it just negates the suits completely, and we just have to take the suits off. Yeah, and just have them fighting on that. Br- I would have loved to have just seen those two guys fighting on that bridge. Which is regular clothes. They, I yeah, think like they, even in the you know they did it in the trial. They did exactly. it in the challenge. You know exactly. Just have that fight again. Really, I'd love but, to see that. And they tried to they tried to like split hairs, right? Like it was yeah. the well when the train came, the costume whittled away, and it was kind of there, but right. kind of not there. And right. 
and, it, and then it came back. But I, the, I'm a sucker for a car chase. And I, Me too. I thought the car chase Me was too. pretty well done. Like, I liked it. And, yeah. and the fact – and again, to go back to, to Letitia Wright and her, you know, her playing Shuri, I thought that was a really cool way to – do something original, like where she's mm-hmm. in this mock-up and she's she's actually driving the car and she's talking to right. him. And you know, right. again, there's been a lot of comparison to like James Bond, you know, aspects to it. And it's 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 stuff like that 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 brings me on. Like I I, I kind of see where they're come where that not criticism, but but that comparison is is made because it's it's kind of that mm-hmm. that part. You know, the gadgets well, that's and what stuff. Priest kind of did. I mean, that that's what kind of when Christopher Priest took on um black panther he pretty much did that yeah. he was like i'm gonna take him and i'm gonna i'm gonna make him like the coolest flyest character like this dude is not just a, he's not really just a superhero he's yeah in fact he, the way he did it, it was like he's not a superhero he came here to spy right you know to see if these if these if these so-called heroes were a threat or not so i'm gonna go to that aspect of it and having all the, it was a lot of spa stuff in this, which I I like though. I I like that they digged into that, into that I kind of history wish, of it. Um, I did like the remote control in the, like you said, Russ. The first time they did uh, Shuri controlling the car, you know, mm-hmm. uh, from the from the uh, lab, that was cool and it was new and it was different. I thought when they did it with Martin Freeman, they went to the well again. Like, I wanted him to really fly the ship. Yeah. Because there were no, there were no, um, there was no risk. That's not the word I'm looking for, but there he were no should stakes. have died. I would, I would, I would say he should have died. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to lose the character, but I think it only would have been significant if he had stayed in that cockpit, in that, in that holographic cockpit, even though he knew he was going to die. Right, they died. could have gotten out of it that way, definitely. But you, you see what I'm saying? Like yeah, him, yeah. I get, him yeah. doing the yeah. remote, there was really no threat. Mm-hmm. If he messed up, all right, he messed up. But, you know, right. I get it. They were – and well, I guess we'll get to the end when we get to the end. But also the threat of like, hey, there's three ships flying guns to the Earth right. and like the Earth is going to end if we don't stop them, that didn't – it didn't all really click with me. So I really wish we had Martin Freeman – you know, I don't know the name of the character. <laughs> flying, uh, For, uh, Dr. Holmes. Flying, <laughs> flying oh. the, uh, <laughs> um, you know, being actually flying the, the ship would have helped a little bit with that. But, uh, you know, but it's still cool. Very new, like the whole remote, uh, driving thing. That was, that was a cool, you know, a cool thing. Yeah, that's why I, I really, I, I mean, I, I, I guess we, I don't want to. I don't know how you want to do it. Like you want to keep spoilers till the end. Or no, whatever. no, we, you know, it's free game. No, this is a. Yeah, this it, is this is yeah free free reign. When they when they added the Jeopardy to it with the with the ships like coming for him and blowing it up, and he said, "I'm going to stay in the cockpit." I was like, "Okay, this means he's going to die." That's what I thought too. Like I thought, yeah. and it, I'm not. You know, and it wasn't something like because sometimes I get tired of them always. You know, like superhero moves always needing the, to kill the bad guy at the end. Uh, it seems to be overdone so much. Um, or someone, you know, like they have to do the big death. This was the perfect, it would have been a perfect death though, if he had stayed, because that, that'd be the only reason this would be different than that car chase is that 
he actually, you know, died in that in that simulation thing. Yeah. Like he actually risked his life and gave up his life to stop them from spreading, you know, the weapons. Like that would have been uh, a kick. Uh, and I and I wonder if he if they went back and forth on that and just decided against it, you know, maybe they wanted to use them again uh, in, in the next movie. But I wonder I wonder if how close they came to doing that with Everett uh, Ross, you know, like killing him off or keeping him like they did. Because he even had the face like he was like, you know, he even had that look like I'm not going to make yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yep, and I, I thought that was a, f- a funny bit too when he first came to Wakanda, and the ch- they brought him in, and sure he goes, "Ah, oh, you brought me another broken white boy to fix." Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. that was pretty hilarious. Yeah. Uh, especially seeing how that how that turns out. But I, I again, I thought the pacing was pretty good. I know th- w- some of the criticism too I saw was, well, it was a little slow in the beginning, and then and then it kind of picked up. But I think it was pretty evenly paced i think hey i thought it was tighter than most yeah i mean it, movies it, it ebbed and flowed pretty good like just when i thought you got to mm-hmm. the point where you're like okay it's starting to kind of slow down a little bit then the, you know they found a way to kind of kick up the action and i i don't know why i didn't see it coming but i didn't see it coming that t'challa would actually like l- quote lose the throne and uh and and get you know tossed aside and then Killmonger actually take over Wakanda for, I mean, even though it was, it was brief, but, uh, I, I, it, it definitely made sense. Like, I mean, he, and, and that's the other part that I, I wasn't real crazy about the fact that they killed claw. Um, cause I think again, mm-hmm. when we talk about the Marvel tropes, you know, the, the MCU tropes, yeah. killing the villain is kind of like the thing. Right. And so, you know, here they they kill Claw, but it it made sense. In that was Killmonger's ticket into Wakanda. Like, I mean, yeah, he had the tattoo, you know, that showed like, okay, he belongs in Wakanda. But that was his that was his ticket in, and that was how he kind of sowed the seeds of of dissent, right? Like that that was how, um, you know, like his his you know T'Challa's friend, you know, his childhood friend, the. Uh, Wakabi, the guy, the Daniel Kaluuya, the guy that was in, uh, he played in Get Out. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of how they they sewed it up. It's like, oh, I, you know, Killmonger coming in and saying, look, I, this guy that we've been after for thirty years that no, that you know nobody could get, uh, I, I got him, and here, here he is, right. and this is, you know, this. Well, it was kind of the, it was kind of like the, um, the big trick throughout the movie like you the, even advertise you think that claw is going to be eventually he's going to be the big threat that they have to take down right and killmonger will either team up with him or or kind of be a side villain for most of it and then you and you realize that killmonger has been using this dude you know to get to where he needed to go like it was yeah. it was actually killmonger that was going to be the biggest threat that t'challa had to face and i think i only knew that this was going to happen when he fought him in the in the challenge i only knew he was going to lose because i of reading the the black panther comics and that's happened before mm. where he's 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 gone through the uh but it was man ape that he went through this with 
Oh, right, right. And he right. was more powerful. <clears throat> and and he, he had to fight his way back and, and win the challenge later. Um, but that's the only reason. It's a cheat. It's a comic book cheat that us read the books saw it coming because you wouldn't know. Like, if you didn't, you would not have th- thought that that was going to be how it was going to go down. You just thought he would cheat. Right. You thought it would be some way he would cheat or something, and then, you know, and then they would have to, you know, the child would have to fight his way back. But you, but to actually do it and win fair and square, no cheating, that was a surprise. Yeah, because I think, and, and again, if you think about it, re, you know, quote, realistically, this guy's, you know, special forces, military mm-hmm. trained, has all these, you know, you know, weapons expert, you know, combat expert, you know, been through all this, uh, you know, all these tours in Iraq and Afghanistan and done all this stuff. It would make sense that he would be able to best, you know, T'Challa in combat who isn't, you know, as... Well, on top of not, and also on top of T'Challa not really feeling like that confidence wasn't there anymore. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what? I got a real... This is probably going to make you laugh, but I got I got a real Rocky Three vibe from it <laughs> because yeah. well, listen to me, hear me out for a second. <laughs> so T'Challa was raised and you know kept sheltered, and mm-hmm. they made the point mm-hmm. that they were they thought they were above everybody, and here's Killmonger, the clubber Lang, like real world the real training, deal. you know, yeah, the real deal, raised right. you know the hard way. Right. So so then, you know, so now in the in the hand to hand, you know, he's no match for him. Killmonger can can destroy him. And I almost I almost thought it made me think that Killmonger might make it through this movie as the king. And, you know, my brain started working. Obviously, it didn't turn out that way. But it wouldn't it be great if Killmonger was still the king at the end of this movie. T'Challa has to escape to to Earth. To like figure it out, or how's he going to get back in now? Because Killmonger's running things, and he's a wanted man there, and etc. Maybe Black Panther then gets caught up with Infinity War and helping the heroes. Mm-hmm. End of Infinity War. What are you doing now, Black Panther? I have some business to take care of, and it's Black Panther two. He's going back. I thought about it, and the bad. I think the bad thing about having such a connected universe and so many films coming down the pipe is that I don't think they felt that that they would they could do that because they don't know how long it's going to take to do the next movie. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. It's like Russ was just saying, but I, I don't know why Marvel has to kill all of these villains. Like that's. That's not yeah. the way it works. The way the way the comic geeks know it works is you mm-hmm. beat him and he disappears, and then he right. shows up when you least expect it again. Exactly, because yeah. it would have. I would have loved. I, I I'm with you because I thought about it. I like it would have been so cool if we got um, T'Challa, his mom, Sherry, all in America, having to to just be here right now for a little while with Ross. Everett Ross kind of being the his, the agent watching over like him, role kind of like comic right? like cat. He's yeah. he's watching right. over them like they watched over him. Right, right, and and so they until so he could gather uh, his forces again and go back. Like that would be two. That would be Black Panther two. Is him gathering his forces and going back and claiming his throne again? But yeah, I could I could totally I could totally see. That could have been done. Like I do see the Rocky stuff in it because he is a fan of Rocky. I'm like, 
it was such a rock. It, it was so so many rocky moments in it, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even in the beginning when he's like, you know, and the mom is like, tell him who you are. You know, tell tell them who you are, and the and the sisters yelling, and and the woman that he loves is sitting up there, like that emotional being able to have that. I think that it's a cool thing though. Having the trial is that you're able to do that. It's like it's like having a ring. It's like having a fight in a ring, um, and you can't do it with anybody else but Black Panther because that's you know his 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 character is built for that situation with the trials. No one else has to go through something like that to earn their um in their title so it is cool that you know you kind of had that you kind of had them yelling things out to him and him kind of you know fighting and the and the dude like the guy that played um the guy that played the uh the man ape character like you can't tell me that wasn't a rocky type thing the way that he was talking to him like you you know the way he was talking down to him and stuff yeah um and then you beat up the guy, and then he's your friend. <laughs> is that right. not a like you win them right. over? It's the Creed is that moment, not a Rocky yeah. thing too. Like you know, like how 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 is that not a Rocky moment that you you know you best the guy and you win his his friendship and respect from battle um, from the fight, you know, and it and it and it was. And he was such a personality too. Like he, that, yeah, he that had guy. some really good moments. Um, Winston Duke, who played Mubaku, he. <clears throat> yeah. That whole bit, I, you know, speak again and I will feed you to my children. And then he's God. like, no, I'm just kidding. We're vegetarians. <laughs> and he started laughing. Yeah. And he, yeah. And he laughed at his own jokes. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, he that he had a lot funny. of charisma. Like, I, I liked I, he did. I liked him a lot. And he's he's another. So he's going to be in Infinity War as well. So he's another one that's going to show up. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Because he's so far. I, I, he is so funny. And his scenes, and it and it and it really works the way that he is. I could see him becoming like a big brother to to Chala. You know, he's the one that can call him out on his stuff a little bit about the kingdom. Was so was I the only one that had an issue with Forrest Whitaker's accent? Did it seem off to anybody else, or was it just me? Well, I'm used to him from Scott, the King of Scotland movie. Yeah, but it's the same accent. This seemed. I guess, I guess I just was so used to that from that movie. If I had any issues, it was that movie, and and I'm so used to it. I figured he'd just do the same accent. It's the only one he knows how to do for that. You know, for the African. It was just uneven. Like I don't know. <laughs> it just seemed really yeah. uneven. Yeah, it is. Like, I it is. I mean, you can't. It's hard to maintain. It's it's so weird how people from England or people from Africa can do those can do an American voice better than we can do their voice yeah but that's just the way it is it's been that way for it's been that way for years it's the way it is but yeah i i get it it, it is it is there it's kind of kind of an uneven thing marvel i think has to be careful with stunt casting yes you know sure. like i like yeah, just for as as to juxtapose it like angela bassett perfect yeah. Like nobody's seen her in, you know, in, in major stuff. Uh, maybe not that you haven't seen her in major stuff, but she hasn't been in this sort of setting in a while. It was mm-hmm. good to see her again. And she almost brings like a professionalism. Not that the other actors aren't good, but it's almost like she's given school when she's yeah, out she's there. The she's, sure, she's, yes. the, sure. she's the elite. Yeah. But, you know, like Forrest Whitaker, like he's in everything. Yeah. So when you see him, 
you know, it's like, it's not his character. It's, oh, there's Forrest Whitaker. And, oh, yeah, we know he yeah. doesn't really talk that way. <laughs> you know, it just sort yeah. of is a distraction. And what uh, what trailer did I see? And Lawrence Fishburne was in it. Oh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, right. And, and that, right right away, I'm like, God damn it. They put, <laughs> they put Lawrence Fishburne in it. You know, like, yeah. he's in everything. Yeah. And he's supposed to have a major role or something down the line for the for for next uh, for some project with Marvel. They didn't he he didn't say, but he's supposed to be having more. Well, he's playing more both actors yeah. And I like I like these actors in like a regular movie role, but to like to cameo mm-hmm. them in and shoehorn them into these movies, it's almost becoming a distraction. Sure. It depends on who it is. Like Robert Redford was perfect to be the bad guy, the the pilot, the the political bad guy. He was yes, perfect. but again, like maybe I just I don't know. Maybe I only watch certain types of movies, but like I hadn't seen Robert Redford in a long time in like a major blockbuster, so it worked better than you know these guys that are they're just in everything. Yeah. Yeah, I well, I've seen him in the artsy stuff too, so I I, I have seen him in, in, in quite a few things. But still, he, I think he was right for that. Forrest Whitaker's been in, yeah, Forrest Whitaker's been in every. He's been in artsy films. He's been in TV shows. He's done cameos. Rogue One. He, yeah, like he's he's been in so many franchises that it's kind of yeah, it's kind of rough to put him in this. When, you know, he's been in so many other bigger things. And the thing with him is, I hate, is that they don't use him enough in other... Like, he should have been used more in Rogue One. Maybe this wouldn't have been the best role for him, but he probably should have been used more in Rogue One. I, I, I think he was. I think they excised a lot of that. Right, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it intention- he, I don't think he intentionally was, uh, was uh, used as, as little as he was, but... Uh... What do you guys think of, of just, Andy Serkis and Claw? Do you think I need to go back and watch Age of Ultron? It's been a, it's been a, a bit since I've watched Age of Ultron, but he seemed a little too. He's amped. He like, amped goofy. Him. He, like like they amped him. Well, yeah. I, I, even the I size people, of him, right? Like wasn't yeah. he beefier? Yeah. He, they really amped his character up. Like he was insane. Like he like in this in this version. I mean, in this movie, compared to the other, he was more of a mercenary business guy in in Ultron. But in this, he was he was almost insane. He was like almost like Joker level. Yeah, and maybe the way he was, and acting. he had a much bigger part in this than he did in Ultron. And maybe oh, that's just part. He got of it. the laughs too, though. He got. I, I do have to say though, his character got a lot of laughs in, in both screenings. Like when he was singing, when they had him, yeah. when they had him in the "Don't Hurt Me," when he's singing "Don't Hurt <laughs> yeah. Me," when he said "Make it rain," he said, "I made it rain." Yeah, yeah. And he was running out. Like, I don't think, I don't think for the most part, uh, I think for the most part, the majority of people enjoyed him. Probably, especially the ones that don't see all these movies like we do, uh, you know, all the superhero movies like we do. I think they kind of dug it, and it was a surprise when he was taken off the board. Like I thought that they, I think a lot of people thought that he was going to have an important part yeah. to this. Um, I, yeah, I will say the yeah. the cool twist. So you know, when the movie starts up, it's it's 1992 Oakland, and then 
a younger Ch- T'Chaka comes and confronts his brother, and uh, you know we we find that, and again, kind of a pivotal point in American history too. Like this is right after mm-hmm. Rodney King. There's, yeah. there's a you know a lot of unrest. Uh, you know, uh, there, there's a lot of issues, social issues. You know, especially Oakland, L.A. that mm-hmm. uh, you know that area. Um, and so you know here you have somebody that's like, hey, if we would just you know help these you know, help our own people out. Uh, you know, they could, they could kind of rise ab- above this, you know, this mistreatment and T'Challa's right. or T'Chaka's like, no, like, no, we're this, this isn't who we are. This isn't, this isn't what we do. And, and then when they, you know, that whole scene plays out in kind of the prologue and the cool thing and the nice twist I didn't see coming was that, that his, his brother's, like second in command was actually Zuri. It was Forrest Whitaker's character uh, yeah. that he was yeah. in there as a spy. And I thought that was a cool, I thought that was a cool twist. I didn't see coming that, uh, that, mm-hmm. that that's how that, that worked out. And that you know, that's how everything was kind of kept hush hush. And, and you almost, and you almost, and you did feel like there was more to that scene when they, cause when they cut away and he's like, look, you're going to, you're going to before the council to answer for your crimes. And he walks away and you look at, um, the brother and he has a look on his face like he's about to do something right yeah. he, he he has that look like he is but they just cut it and it was so perfect that they did it that way and then when you when you when there's a callback later and you find out the rest of what happened in that room which was so tragic like it yeah it, it was um it was so well done i thought like the villains in these movies like if anything Andy Serkis was the most comic booky villain sure. out of every, you know out of everybody else, but but the other like it wasn't really a villain villain. I mean, even though Killmonger was a murderer and a, he done terrible things, they created him. Like they actually did create this yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, and even when he even when he finally gets his comeuppance, you're not happy about it. I don't think anybody in the in the theater was happy about it because, you know, there were things he put in to the to the dialogue, especially when he was like, "I'd rather die," you know, like like I rather like my ancestor uh, jumping uh, off bury the me like my ancestor, yeah. right? Because I don't want to you, you want to put me in a cage. Um, a superhero would have saved him anyway, right? Sure. Child is not a not a he's a king. He's not a superhero. He's a king, so. He allowed him to die. It was kind of it, it. Very it reminded me a lot of like Civil War with Zemo, except in the opposite, right? Like Zemo, Zemo wanted to kill himself for for what he did and feeling like he failed mm-hmm. his family and he didn't deserve to live. And and T'Challa at that moment kind of said, "No, you you know everybody deserves redemption, or you know you deserve to you know." You, you know, even though you've done what you've done, you know, that's, that's not the way out for you. And then here it's like the opposite where he's confronted the villain and the villain wants to die. And he's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Like, because he knows he can't, he can't let, he can't let him back out again. Like the, the motivations between those two characters, between Zemo and and Killmonger are completely different. Like Zemo, Zemo doesn't want to take over the world or, or cause a huge shift. Like Zemo just yeah, wanted Zemo, to, Zemo wanted to take he down. He wanted the, to be a martyr. Yeah, he wanted to take down yeah, the he, Avengers because right. because they're 
because of all, everything going on. Killmonger was like, no, there's real injustice going on in the world, and I'm going to force force a change. Plus Zemo, plus I think it, it was more important for Zemo to live because they needed he he needs to answer for those crimes so that everyone knows right he did it yes like it, it, like yes. he needed for Bucky's sake for his father's sake for for the for the battle with even even with he saw the battle with Captain America and Iron Man he knew why they were fighting because he heard all that so Zemo needed to go to court yeah to answer for that I think it was more important. Killmonger was more of an in in-house thing. Right. Right. And and I think and he was, you know, and that kind of, you know, needed to be dealt with. And I guess it would have been it was kind of like an act of mercy of giving him what he wanted, that that death. He could have made him a prisoner and, you know, he could have forced him to live and made him a prisoner, which would probably would have been the worst thing possible, but I think because of what his father did, which was, you know, the the horrible act that his father and um, that his father did. That was the thing. I guess that was the the thing to make not to make up for it, but it was just like you deserve to go. You deserve to go the way you wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, but sad still because he wasn't entirely wrong, right? In his in his you know the way that he questioned it, like you you do have all this power. I would ask that question, like if there was a real Wakanda. My thoughts would also go to that same thing. I'd be like, you have so much, um, so many resources and so much power. And how could you sit back and watch, you know, all these, you know, people of color just suffering all over the world and you not try to do something? It, it was, you know, that that's the other thing with the movie. I think they they touched on some social issues and I never felt like. I was getting beat over the head with it. Like it's one, yeah. it's one thing if you're watching a movie or a documentary or, or whatever. And, and the purpose is the purpose of the movie is to inform you or to sway you towards a cause or away from a cause or whatever it is. And you know that going in, <clears throat> then that's fine. Sometimes for me, when the movie, this is, you know, at its core, it's a superhero movie. It's a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That that's that's primarily what it is. And if you take take something like that and try and uh, whatever the message is, it doesn't it doesn't matter what the message is. But if if I feel like I'm mm-hmm. getting beat over the head, like that to me to me that's always a turnoff because it's like that's that's not why I wanted to watch this movie. Like if I wanted that, yeah. I would I would go over here. And I, I appreciated the fact that that like Kugler obviously had had some things that he wanted to say and and some and some opinions to to put forward but I never felt like I was getting beat over the head like I never felt like it was it was it was subtle enough but yet I kind of got what he was getting at um and yeah it, it'd be unfair it would be unfair to try to like this is not like and I and that and that's one thing I was like when people were getting so caught up in in Black Panther one thing I was like is do not think that this is educating you on what the plight of Africa. Sure, it's sure. It's not. Right. And it's not supposed to. Right. It's not supposed to. It is like whenever people are saying like it's like a movement, it's not a movement. It's a, it's a well-done superhero movie by people of color that hopefully will spark more people to get work 
that are of color. That's what we hope would happen. But other than that, you gotta, I think people have to understand the context. And I, like, like I said before, I think people got, get really excited because we haven't seen this. You know, we haven't, sadly, we haven't had a lot of, of directors of color doing, it's been 19 movies. We have not had many of color doing any of these superhero movies or women. Sure. It's taking this long, right? And, and, and so people are really extra excited about it. But I, but I think, you know, at the heart of it though, we have to remember this can't be something, this can't be the end all for everything. This is just at the heart of it is a superhero movie. And it, and there are things that the, there are voices in it because it's someone of color behind the camera. He can say some things that maybe a, a white director would feel uncomfortable dealing with. Um, and so he could put those things in about, you know, little, little things here and there about Africa and the plight of, and them not helping and, and things about, you know, how, how Oakland was and is, sure. you know, the parts of it that how bad, you know, how bad that is and that outreach thing that like all, you know, him setting up the outreach and all that when we get to the end of the, of the film. But I, like it's, you could do little things. It's like black, like black lightning, the TV show. There are things you can do, but police brutality, you can put things in it, but it's not going to be the end all be all. The first and foremost thing is that it's superhero. Right, but it, I mean, it was a superhero story. Yeah, but, it, and two, it's not so tone deaf that it just pretends these right. things don't exist. Right. Like that, exactly. that, that, you know, they're, exactly. they're, these things don't happen that, you know, people don't feel this way. Cause I think that that's a disservice as well. Like to just pretend like, right. Oh, this isn't happening. This right. is, you know, this is, you're going to, you're going to kind of set this in the, in the world mostly that mm-hmm. we live in today and not, and not even address any of that. I think that's, that's not, that's I think not that's what, cool I, think either, that's, I think that's what people appreciated so much about wonder woman as well. Like it did kind of did that. Like it dealt with women, a lot of the plight of what women are going through still and went through, especially at that time, but it wasn't a constant men are evil. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I I think along those lines, I I think that's what impressed me about his direction overall. Like besides, you know, like you guys just said, he didn't beat you over the head with the social issues, but he touched on them and it was an origin movie, but he didn't beat you over the head with it. And there was a love story in it, but it didn't bog the movie down. You you know what I mean? Like I think he, I think overall he just did a good job of hitting all of the beats that he wanted to and needed to without anything slowing down the superhero movie machine you know Mm -hmm. like it all just Mm -hmm. kind of fit none of it was forced the pace was good and uh but he got to say what he wanted to say and and probably some things that marvel needed him to say to fit you know the bigger story or or whatever you know it all worked out really well and and i think it helps too that it's kind of like a singular vision so you you know you have with this kugler was writer and director you know gunn is writer and director on you know, mm-hmm. on the Guardians movies, Taika Waititi was writer and director on Ragnarok. That's not always the case with these movies. Uh, no. I mean, uh, the Russos directed uh, Winter Soldier and Civil War, two of the probably, you know, Winter Soldier definitely top three, you know, MCU movies. Civil War could be, you could debate that. They didn't write those. I mean, they, they just directed directed them. Uh, now, granted, yeah. it... it, it different tone and everything else. 
<clears throat> but again, when you're trying to do, when you're trying to balance all these things, having the same person write it as, as direct it, I think adds to the ability for you to walk the fine line and to do these kind of things because right. it's all your vision. Like you're, you're in charge, you know, you're seeing this through from, from front to back. I mean, and I've, you know, obviously you have Feige, you know, kind of overseeing it, you know, just to make sure that the pieces fall where they need to fall for, you know, for the next person to come in and, and do whatever it is they need to do. But, but I, I definitely think in these kind of movies, I think it, I think it, I think it helps, uh, you know, having that, kind of that single vision. I think what they like about the, the Russos are best at doing, um, doing universe story, like events, like they, they're the best, like, like someone who can in the comic book, when they, when there's a big mega event and you have that one person doing the mega event, and then you have the other writers who concentrate on making sure that their character and their, in their own books sound right. And I, I, I think that that's with the Russo. The Russos aren't coming in to do any kind of social commentary. Their thing is when they needed Cap to be the when they needed to tell a story about the spy stuff and yes and 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 breaking down Shield and all of the the network and all that kind of stuff. They were great at doing that. And then when they needed to tell a straight up superhero story with Civil War. They were good at that too. They told that story, and then and now we have the mega mega event of every all the heroes having to come together because the world's in jeopardy. I think they'll be able to tell that type of story. But when it comes to the single movies, you need someone like you know, like again, yeah, like Gunn works with the Guardians. It's his his kind of vision, but it works the same with Coogler with this with Black Panther it's so strong yeah the way that he like that that thing that all of that work I don't know if he would be able to deal with telling or I don't even know if he would enjoy telling a big Avengers type story as much as he did enjoy telling this story about Black Panther's world yeah yeah fair. Uh, you know that's fair <clears throat> the one thing I thought the did, did you guys so for me the end the end battle because it kind of it had there's a couple of things going on one I kind of had a little bit of a of a Star Wars vibe in that you know a lot of the especially in the prequels there were multiple things kind of going on at the same time and mm-hmm. we kind of get you know different you know we're kind of cut back and forth uh, with a with all the action that's going on. And then too, I got a little bit of like Lord of the Rings kind of vibe to it with, you know, you have these crazy, like how awesome was it with the rhinoceroses, rhinoceros, rhinoceros, multiple rhinoceros, however you say it, uh, with like armor on them and war paint and stuff. I mean, that was, Mm -hmm. that was, that was pretty badass. Um, and it's funny. They, they, they tipped you off to the rhinos with the war paint earlier yeah, on, yeah. Yeah. but they just kind of like show them on the farm and, you know, they kind of didn't feel like the one. smoking gun. It didn't feel like the, we have two advancing bullets and a gun and we put it to the <laughs> side. Right. Right. It, it, like you didn't think that they were ever going to use them in the movie. No, that's what I mean. This guy is subtle. Yeah. yeah. You know, like he's got, He's got a real good idea of how to introduce what he wants without, you know, killing you. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with the train, too. Like, you know, they have the conversation about the train. Oh, yeah, we have to, 
you know, vibranium is very unstable. We have to, you know, use the train to, you know, basically make it inert and, you know, to, to, to travel. And, um, but yeah, that was just cool. And then just the, you know, the way they did the shields, like they had their garments would, you know, they, they'd flip up their garment like that and it would create this big energy shield looking thing. I mean, I want a cape shield. I want for the train (laughs) when I have to take the subway, I want a cape shield for sure. (laughs) That, That was amazing that they had these, these, um, these cape shields and I mean, and also be able to do like vibranium. It was almost like vibranium could do everything. And I almost was worried that they were going to take vibranium away. Like they did that in the books one time too. Yeah. I, I thought for a minute that maybe, okay, this is how they level the playing field and this is how they get them to, to kind of widen out into the greater world. Right. Because now it's not, this resource that they're going to have to worry that, that everybody else is going to want because it's, mm-hmm. you know, the, it was destroyed or, or severely limited, but, but yeah, it was kind of interesting. Uh, that, that bit in the beginning, you know, where they showed the computer, you know, how the meteor came to earth and then it, you know, they use this technology and, and it literally, you know, again, it, I hate to say it poisoned the earth. Cause that's, that's not exactly true, but it, um, it affected, you know, the earth, you know, plant life and and yeah. and everything else, and uh, so it was kind of interesting, you know, that they make the the potion that gives them the you know enhanced strength and uh, reflexes and all that kind of stuff, and and takes it away. But they they kind of and too with that they kind of uh, uh, you know dealt with that, you know, with the, you know when Kilmogger's like, nope, burn it all down, burn all this down, like this is you know this is the the end of this like i am going to be the last ruler um to you know to to have these these abilities to kind of almost to kind of like uh uh solidify his rule and then you know i i think too he felt a little bit you know like if he if he had it his way he was going to kind of burn it all down right like i mean that was his deal is just like well i think he was so ang- i i really think he was so angry and 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 whatnot that he'd be fine with wakanda being destroyed yeah completely yeah or or rendered like, kind of on a level playing field with everything else right yeah like it yeah it no longer is this special place that's I, isolated i really think he wanted it gone because remember he said that that was what he was taught yeah to go to a yeah. place totally destabilize it he knew those people were divided now he knew yeah that, you know the one that hated him and the one that um he knew how to manipulate the ones that he did, like his friendship. That that whole friendship with T'Challa and his friend. Yeah. Um, who knows what happens with that now? That's a broken friendship. That's that changes the playing field with the with the way that the status quo was. Well, not only that, like, but, but even so, Wakabi, it, like him and Okoye, like Denai Guerrero's character, like they were involved yeah, with each together. other and found themselves yeah. on on opposite sides of the. So now what? Like I I I like. That's the other thing too. That's kind of we have to wait to see what's what's going to happen with that. But it's like, you know, now what do you do? You know, like they turned that tribe. T- two tribes switch places now. You know, the one that was ostracized, and the one you know now he's a friend. He's yep. a part of the. You know, he he he's come back. He's brought his tribe back into the fold, and now the other tribe will be looked at as the betrayers who took the the outsider's side. Yeah. Yeah. Against their king. So what do you do with that? Like they were friends too. They were best friends. So now what? Um on top of, yeah, now what what is her relationship going to be like now? 
with 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 him. Um, yeah, it's like how do you win him back? Because as a king, you have to win. You need. You can't just be like you betrayed me. You're done. You, you know, as king, you you want to win them back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a tribe you have to fight later. You don't want to, right? So what do you what do you do? How do you how do you win him back to the fold? Um and see what happens. I it's yeah, it's it's uh it's it's so interesting to see what is going to come of this. Like you're gonna have all these um you're gonna have all these uh different outreach centers all over the all over the world, I would assume, right? Yeah, that was a They're, cool. I, I, so if, if you kind of talk about the end a little bit, I, I thought that was a mm-hmm. cool. I thought the ending was was really cool, um, and it, it's a very Marvel ending, almost kind of like in a in an Iron Man kind of way, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, he. I thought it was cool. He he took Shuri back to Oakland and said, "Hey, this is where our father killed our uncle. This building, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, I bought it, and we're going to tear it down, and we're going to build something new." and something positive and, you know, just kind of went through that whole bit and then making the spaceship, well, I call it spaceship, but they're, but they're, they're transported up here right in the middle of everything. It's again, a very Iron Man moment. Like, yeah, this stuff exists and this is who we are. I mean, and it's accentuated. Uh, we'll talk, we'll talk about the end credit scenes, but it's obviously accentuated there. But, mm-hmm. um, but I thought that was kind of a cool, a cool way to end it to say like, Hey, I'm not my father's King. Like, um, you know, maybe, you know, kill in some respects, Killmonger had it right. Like the whole isolationist, um, you know, viewpoint is, uh, is not really what we should be doing. Uh, you know, that, that we need to, we, we really should be brand and the, and the world is changing. I mean, if you think about it from like the way this world exists, you know, you have, you know, you know, we have Quinjets and Avengers tech and, you know, you bring Spider-Man homecoming into it and, you know, the, all this other kind of stuff, like the, from a technological standpoint, you know, things are changing, um, to where it, the, the technology of Wakanda isn't, at least in this universe, isn't quite as drastic and isn't going to be as shocking to people as it would have been, 10 years prior or 15 years prior, you know, before yeah. all this stuff started kind of creeping in. But, but the problem becomes like, you can give stuff, you can, you can, you know, outreach It's still, it'll never be enough for some people. Oh, sure. sure. Right. So that like all the stuff that they did have problems with, like what if our technology gets out? Like now what happens now when other people start making weapons out of vibranium, people start getting hurt and killed. Like you have to deal with that, and then, and then what are what about the people who are jealous who want that technology to heal people that are, you know, that that have injuries and stuff like that? What if they want to build, you know, they want to take it or whatever? It's like you, they faked for years that they had no. Yeah, they're, they're basically a poor country. country. Yeah, right. They, they faked that they were a poor third world country. Now. I, I don't see other countries forgiving them that quickly. Like our bad, um, you know, like you sat here and, and let war, you know, like y'all, y'all had the capacity to help during disasters here, there, you know, whatever. And you never helped. I could see, you know, like there's so their potential for new stories, you know, of other, other countries or smaller countries coming together 
to take kind of revenge on them because you let us sit here and suffer and you never helped. So it's like, how I, you know, I'd love to see how, what, what, what is next? Like, what is the, what is the, what is the new enemy that the child will have to face? Yeah. Yeah. And, And plus his own kingdom. Like they, you know, there's some that want to do this, but then there are others that this is, we, this is not our way. We don't let outsiders get in. Right. So it's um it's gonna be cool to see uh to kind of see how they're gonna deal with that. All I know is if they do decide to move forward with like this, they keep talking about this female uh led Marvel movie with all the different female characters, they have to have Shuri in that. Like Oh there's no way. If, if no they way if they miss the more on that after this movie like no like they have to no they have to do that because she her just... and uh his betrothed her his queen they, yeah. they both have to be in this yeah. like i could i could see her getting um she's a spy but i could see her getting a whole new outfit oh sure with sure. those rings and stuff like that became her her weapon right those yeah. rings yeah 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 which were badass how she yeah. used those wings those those rings to fight but just, you know, almost like being the Q character, you know, if you want to make a James Bond analogy. But she just, anyway, just, just the way they, just her timing. Well, there's so else. much, like, even yeah. with, you have Black Panther, I mean, you have uh, Black Widow. Like, there are things you could do with that. Like, imagine, uh, you know, Black Widow with Shiri and, um, I keep forgetting her name. Keep the, that mold. N- Nakia. Nakia, yeah. Imagine them coming together to deal with, uh, you know, deal with certain things, deal with certain threats that don't need the big solution. They don't need someone to come in and blow things up. They, they you know, they're, they're missions that need us a gentler touch to them. Um, I'd love to see them working together. Like, yeah. how, you know, like to see these, these, these groups getting together. I'd love to, I'd, even if it's not all women, I'd love to see Hawkeye in, in the mix if he doesn't, Bite the big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> TBD on that. <laughs> I'm saying we never got to see Hawkeye really outside of the uh Yeah, the Avengers. The big Avengers groups. Like we never yeah. got to see his his spy stuff. Right. Like he's been a spy just as long as uh as Natasha. We ne- we haven't got to see that. Yep. So that you know, that'd be cool. I I hope they do more. Like I I really do. Like I hope they do more of these smaller movies where it doesn't have to be that the world's about to end. But yeah, I think I, yeah, I personally think that's what we're going to get more of. What do you, so we got two end credit scenes. The first one was the UN, which I thought was mm-hmm. I, I, given the way they ended the movie. I was like, I thought it was kind of neat. It, 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 right. it was kind of like him carrying on from his father's speech. Uh, mm-hmm. Because when, when in civil war, when his, when T'Chaka gave his speech in front of the UN, he kind of mentioned like, we've lived in the shadows. We've, you know, but, you know, given everything that's going on, we're, you know, speaking up and then, you know, it kind of got cut short, obviously. So I thought this was kind of like T'Challa picking it up. And just that, that smirk he gave when, when the UN, whoever the rep was like, what is the, you know, what is this poor farming, you know, country going to be able to offer us? And he just kind of had that smirk and then they cut at the, that was, that was pretty good. Um, but then the the final end credit scene. So 
let me ask you, you guys this. So when it when that scene first popped up and it's just all those faces looking down, did you think for a minute like that was them looking at the audience? Like they were going to do some kind of like, what are you still doing here uh, kind of thing? No, no I, I didn't. It was, I thought no. it was Killmonger for some reason. I thought yeah. they were like, I thought they were nursing him back to health or something to that effect. Interesting. I- yeah, I thought it was going to be something like that, or or it was going to be James, one or the other. I had more of a feeling it would be they were going to bring back James. They were going to because there had to be some way to get he's all he like he's so prominent in the commercials for Infinity. So I thought, yeah. they have to like they have to have something. Yeah. Where he, I- He's mentioned. I yeah, I kept thinking, okay, that yeah, the the one of these scenes has to have that. But then when it was the kids that were looking down, I it just threw it just that's what kind of threw me off. But uh but yeah, we got I like, thought for a second maybe they found the stone because oh. I was waiting for the last infinity stone. Oh, oh yeah, no, that's right. a good one too. Yeah. I forgot about that. I totally you know this movie did one thing also, it made me totally forget about any stones. <laughs> yeah i did i no, totally i true. totally forgot about any 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 kind of stone or whatever i think they're gonna set up it seems like they're setting up something with shiri and james as well like she worked with him to break the programming oh like yeah a friendship no there yeah. like it seemed like there might yeah. be developing a type of type of friendship there too yeah samurai bucky man yeah we got samurai yeah. bucky with the hair and the robe and the whole and the whole bit uh, but he's still no arm. He still didn't have his arm there. Uh, he's going to get that arm, though. You know, he's going to get the super <laughs> duper uh, special deluxe Wakanda arm. Yeah. You know, that's going to be that's going to be a special arm when he gets that Wakanda arm. Yeah. That's, uh, but I thought it was pretty cool. Like it was a, it was a cool. Yeah. It, you know, again, very subtle. Doesn't really tell you anything mm-hmm. um, other than. Yeah, I think Bucky's fixed. Like I, I the impression I got after that is uh, yeah, she Yeah. Another she, broken white boy she fixed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She uh, yeah, like her her kindness. That's another thing they they open up with this too is her kindness is just amazing. Like she could have been a jerk to to Ross. You know, like or the to outsiders. Everyone. She could have been the bratty little sister, everyone. right? Like it would have yeah, been easy yeah. for them to write her that way. Um and they and they totally didn't. just no, they totally didn't didn't even have a thing of that. They would no, yeah. they even pointed that. Like she she was just she was just that that light, that kindness and that light. Like she yeah. loved her brother, and it was all in there. Like they didn't have to go that route with her. Yeah, she was confident in her stuff. Like yeah. you know that it was. So I I, can't, I cannot wait to watch her. Um. Like I, I cannot wait to watch her be a part of anything. I, I just want to see more of her acting with any of the other uh, Marvel U characters. Well, she'll be in Infinity War as well. So, yeah, that 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 will be amazing to have the with if them. she's doing their weapons for them to hook them up. That's yeah. I mean, that's cool. You know, we kind of know Infinity cool. War is going to have a huge battle in Wakanda. I mean, it's it's right. all over the trailer, so uh, mm-hmm. so that's no surprise. So it'll be interesting to see just how how much they actually show of her. Well, now it it means a little bit more to me because I because the the trailers all the trailers were were just people running. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I like I I just didn't get excited about it. I didn't see anything that really excited me. But after seeing 
now the world of Wakanda, I do want to, I want to see, you know, what, you know, what comes of this? Like, what do they have to defend? You you know, like they matter now. I care about Wakanda now. Yeah. Right. Their faces behind it now. Um, So I kind of want to see how they're going to deal with this threat uh, with Thanos. Agreed. So what else do we miss? Anything else? Is there anything else that kind of stood out to you guys or anything else that? I'm trying to think of the Easter about? eggs that I missed because it's been a while since I've read the old Black Panther stuff. So I I probably did miss a few things here and there from the old um, comics. One thing that really stood out to me, and we've we've talked a bunch about it over the course of this podcast, but uh, the influences, you know, they're, they're just they they were there. You could almost touch them. You know, we said Rocky. Mm-hmm. Definitely James Bond. I mean, there was yeah. some, there was some Lion King in there. Sure. Oh there's yeah. Some, oh, uh, yeah. you know, there, there's some Game of Thrones or, mm-hmm. uh, um, you had mentioned Lord of the Rings. I think those are similar, but with the large scale battles and the, you know, the field fights between the factions and stuff that you just really almost taste the, uh, the different influences that he pulled from. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Totally. Yeah. It totally did. It felt big. It, fe- I mean, it really felt like a big in scope. Yeah, movie. Yeah. Like it, it, it kind of felt so big. You know, even. Yeah, I'm not. It, it's funny. There's been a bunch of you know. Everybody's like, you know, rank the m- movies. And, you know, where do you put this? And for for me, it's always. <sighs> I always hate to do that like right after one comes out because yeah. it's, it always has that shine on it, you know, and and you tend to place it you know like in your head you're gonna you know tend to place it a little higher than uh than maybe it should or sometimes lower and then you watch it again and you're like hey this is better than i thought i i I mean for me this is definitely top third um you know no no question uh Mm -hmm. you know where exactly it fits i think again it's still too new i i think maybe after like maybe after infinity war comes out and and it has time to kind of sit for a while maybe we can we can play that game where we'll we'll rank everything yeah because i know for me it's 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 winter soldier and avengers is still up there yeah yeah absolutely yeah i mean winter soldier the first avengers and civil war are are kind of like the the margin between like first second and third for those are are so slim like it's uh it's it's a tough it's it's you know, to say something then, you know, to to start numbering everything after that, it's you know, those those three are just so so narrow with each other. It's it it's almost like when you say something is like seventh or eighth that it almost seems derogatory when it's really not. It's just the, the margins are so slim. Panther is up there, but I don't I don't I yeah, I I will I think it's better to rank it after it comes out in D V D and streaming and stuff yeah, and then watch it again. Sit with you for a little bit. Yeah, especially this one because the hype was so huge. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I could see myself. Not that I I was not disappointed at all, but you get hyped so much, and then you Mm -hmm. see it, and you're almost like thinking too much while you're watching it. Like, is this really as good as everybody's saying? And then you know, in five six months, when you sit down with the Blu-ray or whatever, you really get your feeling. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I hope I hope Kugler does a commentary for this. I hope so. Because it'd be really interesting for me to listen to it. I, I It's funny, before I went and saw this the night before, I actually, 
I rewatched Civil War with the with the commentary in it. It was the Russos and Marcus and McFeely. So it was the four of them that sat down and um and talked about it. And it was really interesting uh to hear them talk about that and and specifically the you know the stuff about Black Panther and Chadwick Boseman and um and how that stuff played out Go, going to see it right before that. So I'm I'd really yeah. be curious to see to hear like a a Kugler commentary um about this just you know just the various scenes and and just you know how characters were perceived and how they were you know brought in and and again especially because he wrote it and directed it so i think having one or two people on a commentary you know when they kind of did it all uh i think would be like super insightful so i'm i'm really looking forward to uh to this coming out and i think the you know john and i being the 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 video nerds of the bunch. I think there was a lot of really cool stuff that I think in 4k, uh, will look pretty phenomenal. I mean, especially like the, the, the dream sequence, like the purples and, and the stuff in Korea, like the car chase and and stuff that, that stuff's going to just look fantastic. Yeah. If they can lighten up some of that, I I would love to see how it looks if they can lighten some of those scenes that were too dark. Yeah. And that's where one of the things that you know with the HDR with the 4K is even when the dark scenes you get that 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 range gives you better definition so that stuff doesn't just like um, fade out into the background. So we probably didn't give enough credit to the look overall uh, and yeah. the costumes. Oh man, yeah, and the way that he was able to take like you know historical African. Uh, sort of sets but make them futuristic while you know mm-hmm. while being respectful i guess if that's the right word to to the yeah, material the that he was using yeah the outside they still used african landscapes when they were outside of wakanda i mean so you still got to see the how beautiful parts you know africa is yeah um, and and the and the dress you know the costumes were sort of the dancing when they did the ceremony you yeah, know it's a yeah. you know, it's a i'm i'm sure i i need the commentary to see i'm sure he used real you know like they they were probably a real ceremony that he based those scenes on i, I i'm pretty sure he probably did i don't think it was all just made up just for the the movie um you know the way they were dancing, the yeah, style of yeah. clothes. So I would love to see the the commentary so we can hear that, like it, it, where did it come from, where what they use, um, what was the in, in inspiration for it? Like I wonder because I know there are coming of age ceremonies in Africa, and I wonder if he did use a coming of age ceremony as like the basis to do it. Would be interesting to hear him talk about that. Yep, yep. But uh, yeah, and the suit, yeah, the suits are great. I, there's one thing. I this is funny because it's the one time in the in a superhero movie where I was like, I wanted him out of the costume by the end <laughs> because it was just too power. Like it's so powerful. Like there's just yeah. no um, when you're fighting somebody like you know, like that's just you know that has the same kind of capabilities. I just. It's just funny that I want, you know, that was the first time I actually wanted him out of the suit. I, that's never like a thing that I even think about, but it's funny. Plus, it, I, it just falls into the Marvel trap that way. 
You yeah. know, Iron Man against evil Iron Man. Yeah. Ant-Man against evil Ant-Man. <laughs> but, yeah. Black Panther against evil Black Panther. Yeah. that I mean, that's where, like, for me, if, if there's any criticism to it, it's it's just that, the again, the villain being an aspect of the hero is mm-hmm. is just something that I wish. I mean, it, given the story they wanted to tell, obviously it would be tough for them to do that. Um, but but again, it fits in with the Marvel, you know, formula or whatever you want to call it. For the most part, you know, with these movies where yeah. where the hero is is an aspect. Of it hurts that they did it. I think it hurts that it did it. It's sad because I think Killmonger more than most of the other films. He he needed to be the villain for this first one. Sure, he needed because he changed T'Challa. Like he he totally changed. I don't think they needed to have the same villain for Ant Man. Like they they could have had another yes. villain for Ant Man, and yeah. it still it wouldn't have changed the film that much. I don't think if they had did it differently. The same thing with um with Iron Man. Like they didn't have to have him turn into Iron Monger at the end. It, it, they could have just did a, a diff, had a different way of of doing that ending, and it still would have been a good Iron Man film. But they just could have. Could have did it. Did him being Iron Man didn't change him being an evil version of Iron Man didn't change Tony, right? Um, you know, so the, yeah, that I I think yeah because they fall into that too many times. It did it does make you go. Oh, I don't want to see that happen again. But then when I look at it, and I go, but it really fits though. Like the way that he used it, having him have to face this adversary, it really. Not only did it, you know, like it, it, it gave him a, a really big challenge, but it also changed the character for real. Like his his status quo is totally different at the end. His world, like even the world of Wakanda, is changed. Yeah. At the end, like it yeah, I mean, really he definitely was falling it. in line with his father. Is you mm-hmm. know, we're isolationists. We need to stay this way. We don't want to, yeah. you know, broaden our you know horizons. We don't want to, you know, influence the rest of the world. We're just going to continue to be who we are. And and yeah, that confrontation definitely uh, definitely changed him in a way that you can't say the same thing with the other ones. Like it, you know, no. like you said, Tony's confrontation with Stain or didn't. Um, it didn't change who Tony was, and and likewise with with uh uh you know with scott in you know fighting off yellow jacket it didn't change his perspective on the world or his him as a hero um and even you can make the argument like in the first avenger like you know red skull is kind of the you know the the went through the same process that steve did but but again it didn't it didn't change you know him it didn't really change him you know to have that face off so uh, so at least with this they they kind of gave some uh there, there, I think that's why I dug, to it. I think that's why I dug Winter Soldier so much because the enemy it wasn't just an opposite yes thing like Steve had to it was a lot he had to fight like he you know like he had to deal with you know Hydra he had to deal with Pierce he had to deal with trying to save his friend at the same time and you know like yeah or even Civil War. I mean, the yeah, villain Civil was too, yeah. the, the villain just, was just a regular dude, you know, just, yeah, just, just, a, dude. just a guy that was pissed off from what you know from these guys, you know, laying waste to his he country. Just reveals he just reveals shit to people that just yeah. caused very you know terrible. Yeah, it tore down the friendships. Like yes. yeah, the Civil War didn't really even have an enemy. It was just you know they they, they didn't 
you know, it just, it just destroyed. It didn't destroy friendships, I guess, because they're still, I guess they'd get back together again. They'll bro hug by the end sure. of Infinity, probably, but it, it did hurt relationships and broke down, you know, like it, it, it broke down the Avengers by either you were on this team or you're on, either on Cap's team or you're on Iron Man's team. You know, that kind of hurt the, the heroes in the universe. But, yep, yep. Yeah, looking, well, cool. looking forward to seeing it. Looking forward to seeing what the what what happens next, though. That's... Yeah, absolutely. And we're approaching it quickly. We're less than three months away from all this is going to start to converge. So I'm I'm excited. So Russ, we've been saying it for almost ten years. They got to strike out one of these times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have. I don't I mean, know where we it's going to be. Have. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we we yeah. I mean, we were all very uh, cautiously, optimistically nervous when Guardians came out. Remember? I mean, it was like this is either mm-hmm. going to be a hit or it's going to be it's going to be a disaster. Um, and uh, you know, I thought I thought the next biggest risk I think was like Doctor Strange. I really thought Doctor Strange was was a huge risk, and I think. Uh, I mean, there has been no financial failure of any no. of the big studios I'm talking about. There's been none yet. I mean, I guess just if you, if you, but you have to go through all these stipulations, right? Before you get to if it failed or not, or how much money did it really make? But that aside, I mean, there's not been a, a big studio doing, you know, one that owns the characters, I mean, that have failed, really. Like a big, that has financially failed like that yeah i mean that's why the superhero movie's not going anywhere anytime soon no <laughs> but these have even been pretty you know they do pretty well critically too which is amazing like they really just yeah. haven't thrown up a you know they haven't whiffed no no and every time you start to think well maybe like i think maybe after age of ultron we kind of thought well maybe this thing is kind of like peeking out you know because it it didn't do as well as Avengers. It it didn't review as well. It it just kind of felt like it it just kind of was missing something. Like you couldn't put your finger on it. Um, and then bam, you know, it just it turned it turned around. Um, so yeah, I'm just really it's uh it'd be real interesting to see what the first what the, like you said what the first swing and a miss is going to be. So it had to be something where they actually. Do so. I mean, I don't know. It'd have to be something where they, where they. I don't know. It'd have to be really different than than the other films. Yeah. Like something that you really take a chance. I mean, really different than the other films. Like, yep. We shall see. Well, cool. I uh, I think that I think we covered it all. I don't I don't think there is there anything else that uh, that you guys wanted to touch upon before we sign off. No. no, I think, I think I'm good. We, yeah, I think we kind of hit on a lot of stuff cool. with it so far. Anything we remember for the next episode, if, we, if that something comes up. Yeah, Matthew can, will be on next time, so I'm sure yeah. we'll, we'll we'll get him yeah. to talk about what he thought since he'll have seen right. it a couple times. I may, And like we I get the I, numbers. And we get those numbers. Or what, yeah, I'm really curious to see what this is going to do second week. I'm really curious to see if this was just like super, super heavy front-loaded. Um, or to see what kind of legs it has, but mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I'd be real curious to see how how well this does. So yeah, we'll definitely catch up on that. Um, we'll get. I want to do another episode for sure before Shield comes back, so we can get caught up on all that stuff. Um, so we'll probably get one more, and then and then we'll have Jessica Jones after that. So cool. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, and uh, I got a couple emails uh, that that I want. To, I'll read next episode because one of them talks about specifically Black Panther. And one of them is kind of talking about the first half of Agents of Shield, um, so we'll we, we'll save those for next time. Um, and leave us an iTunes review. Um, e- like I said, even if you don't use iTunes, leave us a, a review. Um, I still have that. Uh, Ken Morgan gave us the copy of. We got a digital copy of Spider-Man: Homecoming uh, that I want to give away, um, but I'm trying to build and give as many people as a chance to participate. So uh, please leave an iTunes review, and I will pick somebody at random. Um, I'll say for the next show. So you got another week or two as you hear this uh, before we record again. So yeah, please leave us an iTunes review. um, And you can uh, catch us at Twitter at MCU underscore podcast or on Facebook, MCU podcast, uh, facebook.com slash MCU podcast um, or IAC at HHWLOD.com is the email address. If you want to shoot an email uh, to us, that would be great. Um, And... uh, You'll check us next time on It's All Connected. Good night. All right.